that's really what I focus on with this declutter your motherhood. I'm not talking about a physical decluttering. I'm talking about an internal emotional decluttering of all of those shoulds that we have. Are you looking for real life tried and true tips and tricks to help with all the nitty gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the mom force. I'm so excited for our guest today. Please welcome Rachel Nielsen. Hi, thanks for having me. You guys might know Rachel from her very amazing podcast, 3 in 30. Rachel, I remember when I stumbled upon your podcast while I was doing laundry one day, and it's a good thing I had a ton of laundry to do because I just binged through every episode. It was so good. And I remember when you reached out to me on Instagram and thanked me for my podcast. And I was so... I knew who you were. And I'm like, how does a woman with seven kids who runs a business have time to thank someone on Instagram for their podcast? And seriously, it meant so much to me. And I think that's really who you are. So thank you for being who you are. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? I've... I did a lot of my mothering and raising my kids without resources like this, without three takeaways for moms on every topic imaginable. And I just so appreciated it and was actually quite surprised at how many of the things that you guys discussed in your podcast were still applicable to me, the older mom, who I feel like I'm, you know, on the tail end of things. But the reality is every stage of motherhood is hard. Yes, that is so true. And rewarding and amazing. But I'm so grateful for you to be here today and share some of your wisdom with us. Can you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and and your family? Yes. So I live in Haley, Idaho, which is just outside of Sun Valley. So we live in a really small kind of resort town. It's amazing um, in the mountains. And I have two kids. My Noah is adopted and he's eight. And Sally was conceived with IVF and she's five. And so they're my two miracle babies. And I love being their mom and then also doing my podcast on the side, which is three takeaways in 30 minutes every episode. And it's just been such a joy to produce that. You recently held a workshop that I was able to attend called Decluttering Your Motherhood. And as we were planning podcast episodes for the new year, I knew I needed to have you on to share this amazing mindset with our listeners. And the desire for me is to have like a perfectly clean, decluttered, picture-perfect home. But I also want that clean inner self, you know, purge of all the stuff that like holds us down. But I'm done making lists of things that I'm not going to do, setting expectations for myself that's just going to make me frustrated. And I know that our listeners in and the moms in our Mom Force Facebook group feel the same way. Can I share with you a couple of anecdotes from some of the moms in our Mom Force Facebook group? Yes, absolutely. Okay, this is from Allison. She says, I'm trying to get a better handle on my expectations. Are you moms able to get completely ready, exercise, clean the house, complete to-do items, or run errands, cook all the meals yourself, do the kid activities, and have time and energy for your husband, and do it happily? I realize there's no normal, but I'm curious about what other people experience, especially because it feels like Instagram moms are the new 50s housewives. Hmm. And then Courtney says, pouring out my heart here, I have three small kids aged seven to four months, and I feel like my life is constant go, go, go on steroids, run here, run there, and I work 30 hours a week running my two businesses at home, and I'm tired of feeling like my life is so stressful and I'm not doing anything well. 
My goal this year is to live more intentionally, to set more boundaries, and to live more present in my life, to have less stress. I know I'm going to have to let things go, but then I have feelings like I'm giving up on my dreams or expanding my business or letting down my clients, and I feel like I'm being lazy and not working hard. I wish I could do everything and have a thriving and growing career, be a present mom, feel mindful, and not stressed out all the time. Can I have it all, or am I setting myself up for failure with these high expectations? Wow. I feel for those moms because I have been those moms, both of those moms asking those questions and so heartfelt. I love that community that you've built there. I know it is a real safe place for us to just literally pour our hearts out, but I've been there too. And it's that word expectations. Both, both of these women mentioned that word. What, what, what comes to your mind when you hear the word expectation? So we all know expectations are what we believe we should be able to do. And I think that the key there is what we believe we should be able to do. Because I think so often our expectations really are coming from us. Yes. And we often think it's coming from outside of us, but it's it's coming from us. And we need to let go some of that internal clutter and all of the shoulds that we have in our lives. And that's really what I focus on with this declutter your motherhood. I'm not talking about a physical decluttering. I'm talking about an internal emotional decluttering of all of those shoulds that we have. It's kind of in our culture now, and it came with feminism, where women could have it all, right? We were expected to have a career and raise a beautiful family and be fit and be the perfect homemaker. And and I think also social media helps perpetuate that, right? Because we see so many women doing so many things well that it feels like everyone's doing it all 100% all the time. Yeah. And I do think that we see women who do really well at their thing, but we see all of the women who are doing well at their thing. And we kind of like conglomerate all of those into like this super mom when really those are, those people are really just doing their thing really well. They're not doing everything. In fact, Shonda Rhimes, who's a famous writer, TV entertainment genius. She has a famous quote that says something like, when you see me at the top of my game, just know that I'm failing somewhere else. Yes. And that is so true. And it's okay. And I, I've kind of grown to embrace my failures as a mark of humanity and the fact that it proves that I must be doing well in some other part of my life. Yes. And I feel like even using the word failures doesn't really fit. Like they're not failing in other areas. They're maybe just not excelling or putting emphasis or focus in those areas. I feel like we're so hard on ourselves when really most of us are just getting by in most areas and excelling in a few areas. My mom always talks about seasons. There are seasons for different things in your life. And you're right. Failures is, is not the right word. We don't want to be thinking about that. But as we are all taking on new things and dealing with all of her daily responsibilities. I am so grateful that you are here to help us with your three-step plan to declutter our mom brains and get all that crap out of our heads that makes us feel bogged down and stressed and like we aren't doing enough. Preach to us, sister. 
Okay. What do we do? <laughs> so I, the process for doing a like an internal emotional decluttering is really similar to doing a physical decluttering of a space. And I use the example of a closet. So I actually had a professional organizer come and help me do my entire house. She's a really good friend of mine. So that was a bonus. And when we did my closet, the first thing that she told me was that we had to take everything out of the closet and lay it all across my bed to make decisions about it. She said, it's not enough to just kind of thumb through it while it's still in the closet. Take it all out and get a fresh perspective on it and decide what's actually worth putting back in. It's a much more deliberate process. And so that is step one of doing internal purging. And decluttering is get it all out of your brain, get a sheet of paper... And write down maybe all of the things that you're currently doing as in like activities for your kids and volunteering and work and everything, write it all down. And then on another sheet, write down all of the things that you think you should be doing or even that you want to be doing. And then you'll get a really clear picture of everything that's in that internal closet. And then you can make some decisions about what you actually want to put back and what you want to eliminate. And when we did this in your workshop, it was so revealing how long my lists were and a little bit terrifying. And I'm a big proponent in getting out of my head all the stuff that's weighing me down. Like often when I can't fall asleep at night, I'll just pull out my phone and just type up lists of things that just keep popping back in my mind. And there's something about setting it out there, like in my phone or writing it down in a book that relieves some of that pressure and that mental load. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. making these lists of the things we are doing helps us really be mindful and aware because there are probably a lot of things that we do that we're not, we haven't really considered if it's worth doing, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I even think whenever I tell women to make that list of shoulds, they ask like, do you mean the shoulds from, like that we don't want to be doing but we think we should be? Or do you mean the things we want to be doing that are shoulds? And I'm like, do put it all there. And that's a really good distinction because a lot of these things we want to be doing. We want to be exercising every day. We want to be feeding our family healthy meals. We want to be going on date night, but we can't do it all, all at the same time. (laughs) So getting it all out helps us to see clearly, this is way too much for one person to be carrying. And I got to make some decisions about what I'm going to prioritize right now. Right. When I was a young girl, I told all of my friends, I am going to be PTA president one day. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I thought that was a thing that, to aspire to. But <laughs> even though I know good and well, I do not ever want to be PTA president, it kind of weighs down on me in the back of my head. Like, there's this thing that you said you were going to do that you never did, that you probably should, <laughs> that you totally could. And... I just needed to, in that workshop, write that down and then cross it out with a big fat marker. That's never <laughs> happening. But there are other things that are a little bit more nuanced, like I'm a working mom now. Should I be working? Shouldn't I be working? Should I be worried that I don't spend more time with my kids in the afternoon? And stuff like, I remember I wrote down, should I be worrying that my girls don't know how to drive a stick shift? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Like what happens if they are being chased by some stranger and the only abandoned car is a stick shift and it's the only way to get away and they can't drive it and they get, (laughs) do you you see where I'm going? My head can be a scary, terrifying place sometimes. 
Yes. Yes. And it's like that isn't a bad desire to want your daughters to know how to drive a stick shift, but it also shouldn't weigh on you and cause you mom guilt either. And also thinking, is there someone else that can teach them to drive a stick shift? It doesn't all have to be you. And so often as moms, I think we we really do believe that it needs to be us that fulfills all of the needs and teaches our children all of the things. Yeah, well, I want to do all the things, but mm-hmm. what we are just one human being with 24 hours and eight of those should be sleeping, which I'm still really bad about, <laughs> but okay. <It> should be. <laughs> There's another should. Uh, I've heard that phrase, stop shooting on yourself, which I think is so clever and <laughs> very well illustrates this. So we make our lists. We dump out all the things we are doing and spending our time on, all the things that we feel like we should do, all the things we want to do. That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Yes. And then the next step is to look at those lists and decide what sparks joy for you, which is a little Marie Kondoism. I love that. (laughs) I feel like most people know her stuff now, but maybe not. So Marie Kondo is a Japanese woman who's become all the rage with decluttering. And she has a principle that you pick up each item and you hold it in your hands and you decide if it sparks joy for you. If it does, you keep it. If it doesn't, then you thank it and you pass it on. You donate it. You do whatever you need to do to get rid of that thing from your space and from your life. And I think you can do a really similar process with an internal decluttering where you go down your lists and this is going to take some time and thought and it may take even more than just one brainstorm session and you decide what actually fits me and sparks joy for me on this list and my motherhood and my children and what can I let go because maybe it doesn't fit me anymore. Maybe it fit me at one time, but it doesn't fit me anymore. I've outgrown it or it's not my style anymore. And it's okay to thank those things and then let them go, cross them off your list, get them off of your schedule, have that hard conversation and say with the person, and like if you're on the PTA or whatever, and say, I'm so sorry, this doesn't fit in my life anymore. And it's okay to cut some of those things out and get rid of that clutter. When I read the book, The Magic Art of Tidying Up, is that her book, Marie Kondo? Yeah. I was just enthralled with everything. I was like, yes, 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 I'm doing all of this. And then I got to the part about physically holding your objects and thanking them for the (laughs) service they provide. Even if it's a shirt you bought and you never wore and the tags are still hanging on it, thank that shirt for providing joy in that moment you purchased it and then release it and let it go. And I was sharing that with my husband and he thought that was the craziest thing. He's like, I don't want you talking to your everything in your closet now. (laughs) But there was real power in that. Made it so much easier to actually let things go. And Yeah. And it is totally kooky. When I did this process with my friend, the professional organizer, we were laughing as I was holding my shoes and yeah. communing with them. And <laughs> but but I think it's a mental shift to thank things. It's not like you're you're trashing it and disrespecting it. It's thanking it and passing it along. It's it's almost like a forgiveness process for yourself yes, too. Yes, yes. And in the example of the shirt that I bought and I never wore and it still has the tags on it, I could be really mad at myself and be like, oh, that was so stupid. You wasted all that money. Why do you always do that? Or like I found an incredible deal and I had the highest high that day in Target <laughs> and it yes. was worth it. You know, I that was the lift I needed that day. And so you're right. It does have a lot to do with forgiveness. And I remember when we were doing this in the workshop and I was looking at my list, 
I realized, going back to the seasons idea that my mom always reminds me about, there were things that I used to do that I used to get a lot of joy out of, like sewing handmade Halloween costumes. I love doing that. My mom did that for me. I did that for my kids when they were young. I don't do it anymore. And part of me wishes that I did and thinks that I probably should. But I was able to let go of that idea and say, thank you for giving me the experiences of making Lakin's little Cinderella dress and Calvin's pig costume. But I'm going to let go of that now because I'm in a new season of life. Yes. And just like we have clothes that we don't wear anymore when the season is over or we outgrow them or the style doesn't fit us anymore. That doesn't mean that it was a waste to own that item that you loved for a lot of years that really fit you and worked for you. And it's very similar with our expectations of ourself and motherhood. Sometimes they just change and that's okay. Are there some things that get just lost in your closet? Like I have this sweatshirt, it's my favorite sweatshirt, and I cannot find it anywhere. I'm afraid I might have left it at my gym. But I keep thinking as I dig through my closet, I might find it in there. Uh, as we were making these lists in your workshop, I realized there were things that got lost in my motherhood. Mm. Like, for example, I really love to sing. And over the last five years, I have done very little singing because I've put more priority in working and mm -hmm. some other parts of my life. Are there things that are might have gotten lost that we need to dig out and find and put back in Absolutely. there? Absolutely. I love that metaphor, Vanessa. And think about, you come across physical items sometimes that you're like, oh my gosh, I had forgotten about this and I love this. I still love this. So it's not like you're going to outgrow everything. There's going to be things that you find that you bring back in and that bring you so much joy, like singing and for me, that has been journaling. I was a huge journaler all up until I started my podcast. <laughs> and in the last two years, I've pretty much not journaled at all because I've been so busy with work and I miss it. My soul needs that and I deserve to bring it back in and cut out some of the other stuff that crowds out what actually does spark joy for me. What about the things like the necessary evils, the things that we have to do. We can't cut them out even if we wanted to. Like laundry must get done. Yes, for sure. And this is a big part of the workshop that we go through because as much as we would like to have every single thing in our life spark joy for us, like that is just not real life. That's not reasonable in motherhood. But I do strongly believe that the way that we do things, we can make them more bearable. We can make the way that we do the thing bring more joy for us. And so that may be getting strategic and thinking about, okay, I really hate laundry, but I it has to be done. So I am going to always watch my favorite show on Mondays when I do laundry. And I'm going to pair those two things together. So this thing that doesn't spark joy is paired with this thing that does, that I can look forward to. Or I'm going to give myself permission to hire that task out if we have the means to do it. And it's a should that, well, I should do this because moms do this. Well, no, you don't have to do it. You can do motherhood your own way. And you can decide to delegate things that don't bring you joy or figure out ways to make them a little bit more enjoyable by the way you do them. That's why I was listening to your podcast while I was doing laundry or I get caught up on This Is Us. I have to have something to distract me from the tediousness of that job. But that made me think about grocery shopping especially when my kids were all younger and taking the kids to the grocery store was like 
pure the torture. Worst. Torture. The worst. <laughs> yes. But I remember deliberately flipping how I thought about that. And I'm like, I have to take them. Let's just, let's teach. I'm going to teach them about everything in the grocery store. We talked about nutrition. We talked about the placement. Like, why do they place the produce on one end and the sugar cereal in the middle? We talked about why I only buy cereal that's on sale. Frankly, why I buy almost all my groceries are on sale. (laughs) I talked about economics. I I homeschooled my kids periodically. So I was kind of in that mindset of looking for everyday ways to teach. And I grasped onto this value of I want to teach my kids. And that made that boring, tedious task of grocery shopping more interesting and fulfilling for all of us. Yes. And I love that you went back to a value because that is so important with a lot of our shoulds. We may think we want to eliminate them until we look at the deeper value and say, actually, no, even though that activity itself isn't that fun, the value that it holds in my life is important to me. Like teaching my kids. I don't really love, for example, obviously none of us love changing diapers, but my value is that I want to be a present mom who takes good care of my children. Do and and I think it's really important to recognize that you don't have to do anything in you in life. You literally don't have to take care of your kids because they could get taken away from you. Like mm. but you choose to because you want to. And once you start seeing all of the decisions in your life as a choice, then that gives you so much more power over how you do them and the way that you engage in your life with more joy. Yeah, you're changing those diapers because you want to, not because you have to. Oh, it's just such a simple little thing that can make such a huge difference. I love the grocery store example that you gave because there are so many solutions to that. Like, I don't know if when you had littles, there was the option for grocery pickup or delivery. No, there wasn't. I'm that old. (laughs) Yeah, but now you could make that choice, even if it costs a little bit more. I remember in my town, it costs $10 to do grocery pickup. And I remember when I first heard that, I was like, no way, I'm not paying that. But then the more I thought about it, I thought there are weeks when that $10 is worth the sanity to me. Like it's okay to spend the $10 and make that choice. You know, So just giving yourself permission to get creative about how you do all of the different aspects of your motherhood, I think can be really powerful. And again, it's just owning what's important to you. As you were talking, it reminded me of when we go on vacation, I do not exercise. I love to exercise. It's a big part of how I stay feeling good about life is my regular exercise, but I do not exercise on vacation yet. I see people doing that. Like, posting about them as exercising on vacation. I'm like, oh my gosh, we should be going on runs when we go on vacation. And like, no, we shouldn't because I don't value that. I value sleeping in when I'm on vacation. That's part yes. of the experience, right? Yes. Oh. And it's and it's totally okay that different moms value different things. So I feel like looking at the other mom and saying, good for her that she values exercising on vacation. That's awesome. I don't have to value that in order to be important either. You know, we can all do life differently and that's okay. So once we've made our lists and we've decided what we want to keep, what's sparking joy for us, 
and maybe we found something that got lost, shoved behind all of the jeans that don't fit you anymore, whatever. How do we decide <laughs> what to put back in our closet? After you've decided this, you know, what sparks joy, what doesn't, how, what you're going to cut out, you've had the conversations, you can look back at your life and your schedule and see if there's any empty space. Because once there's some empty space, you can inventory what you have better and you can decide what to add to your life and to your schedule that's going to spark and bring more joy. And that's kind of an interesting shift because when we talk about decluttering, we often just talk about getting rid of stuff. But I also think that it's important to add stuff that really brings you joy. And you can't see that until you have space. When I did that big closet purge, I could suddenly see that there were big holes in my wardrobe that I was excited to fill that I didn't know until I got rid of all the stuff I wasn't wearing. Yeah. You got to take it all out first. Yes. That's such an important step. For a mom, I feel like so often we can start to feel like certain phases of motherhood can feel so heavy that there's not a lot of joy. There's not a lot of excitement. There's not a lot of dreaming. And when we became, before we became moms, we had so many dreams about what we wanted our family life to look like and what we wanted to do with our children. And all of a sudden you reach this point where you realize there's that all that's gone. There's no joy, you know? And so after you've decluttered, asking yourself, what would make me out of control excited to do with my kids? Like I'm allowed to do that and bringing that in and making an action plan for how you're going to make it happen. You showed a picture of your closet actually at the workshop where after you'd put everything back in and it, it would like had like four or five shirts and a couple <laughs> pairs of pants. And I thought, man, that girl needs to get shopping. But <laughs> yeah. that's what's exciting about this is you get to then look out into the world and decide what do I want to do? What is going to make me the happiest, most excited mom every morning to wake up and roll out of bed? I just, that's when I wrote singing on the top of my list. Cause I know when I'm singing, I am a better mom. Yeah. Even if, even if it takes time away from my family or takes time away from other things that I have been doing as a mom and in my life, it makes me happier and it makes me better at everything that I'm doing. Absolutely. And my after I showed that picture of the empty closet, I showed you guys a picture of what my closet looked like a few months later after I'd done some shopping and I'd added a lot of color and like different ex things I was excited about for my wardrobe. But that's true for your life. Cut out all of the clutter and the crap that doesn't bring you joy, that bogs you down, and then start adding back in things that truly fit you and your unique motherhood. It makes me think about this hat that I bought once because everyone's wearing hats and they look so cute on everybody. And I'm like, I need a hat. But every time I put it on my head and I look in the mirror, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a hat girl. <laughs> Other girls can rock them out in the world all day long, but that's not me. And that's okay. It's totally okay. Yep. Well, in the Mom Force Facebook group, one of my favorite things about it is how comfortable people are sharing who they are and the fact that they do things differently. Like, it's amazing to see how many moms can be rocking their job as a mom, raising kids, and all doing it in a different way. And someone will ask a question, for example, about potty training, and there'll be 50 people with different ideas about how to do potty training. There's no right or wrong way to potty train. There's no right, right or wrong way to get your child to sleep through the night or right or wrong menu to feed a finicky toddler. Moms, you know 
what's best for you. You know what's best for your family. You're the perfectly right mom for you, those kids. And it's just about tuning in to yourself and doing a little inventory, doing a little work, cutting out the crap, as you said, (laughs) and we're going to have a great year. I feel so passionately about this process and it does take time. Like if you're hearing this, if a mom's hearing this and thinking, I want to do this, I would put it on your calendar, like an hour or two hours where you're going to sit down and go through these three steps. And then you're going to talk to your partner about what what you're doing or your best friend and get their input. And it's an ongoing process for sure. It's not like you're just going to do it in one sitting and be done. You can continually be kind of honing what's in your motherhood closet until you've built a life that you truly love. Okay. We don't have to live stressed out of our minds. We can live true, authentic, right? That's the buzzword these days (laughs) And, and full of joy. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing these tips and takeaways. Can you tell our listeners exactly where to find more about you and your podcast? Yeah. So my podcast, like I said, is three and 30 takeaways for moms and you can find it on any podcast app. And I'm on Instagram at three and 30 podcast. And I am going to be teaching some more of these full declutter your motherhood workshops in the new year. So if people are interested in doing the full process, they can go to three and 30 podcast.com forward slash workshops. And then the dates will be there for those. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Rachel. You're the best. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you so much for being here with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and let us know what you think. Also check out the show notes for links to the things we talked about. And you can find a special chat books discount code. All right, we'll see you next week.